Well, Lifka is actually an ancient village. Uh, those who study the Bible say that it, you can trace its origins all the way back to those days. But certainly we know from what we see in terms of the buildings that there are Roman structures there. It became a little bit better developed during the Crusader period, and all the way through until about 1948 when the small Arab village uh, was evacuated, people left. Everybody can have the historical explanation why. But uh, for about 20 years, the Jewish immigrants from Yemen and from and from uh, Kurdistan came there and lived there. But afterwards, it was very hard. It's a very deep vadi. As you come into Jerusalem, it's hard to provide uh, infrastructure and services, so it's been abandoned. And now we look at this village and realize we have a gem, a mm-hmm. bona fide world heritage site, the only authentic village of the sort of the land of Israel that hasn't really changed in 2,000 years, and we have to do something to preserve it. So that was the goal of the meeting yesterday. Now, it's a gorgeous village. When you come into Jerusalem, it's on the approaches on your north side, and you see it, and everything's been like frozen in time. But a lot of contractors have been having their eye on that, and there's been lots of plans to develop it. What's wrong with that? Well, indeed, that is the case. Uh, we uh, have a plan that was brought up as little as, as, as 10 years ago, but citizens... God bless the Jerusalem citizen who is very active, and they claimed that it was absolutely unreasonable to have a plan approved without having an archaeological study. So between 2013 and 20, 2017, the Israel Archaeological Authority conducted what turned out to be a thousand-page report, and it is just incredible what's there. And after it was done, even the architects who designed the so-called development plan, they said, it all has to change. We have to do something else. So... I think what I want to congratulate you, if I could take this opportunity, is the mayor of Jerusalem, Moshe Leon, who froze the plan when it came to him for signing from the Israel Lands Authority and said, no, no, we need a different vision. And that was the idea yesterday, to bring together people, planners, I was honored to be amongst the, the invited, to start doing the brainstorming. And what I suggested to the mayor was we should have an international competition. Mm. This kind of a you know restoration of an ancient village, they've done things like that in Italy and Spain, we could maybe do something here that would be, uh, I would say, the gem in the crown in terms of Jerusalem tourism. And it's really so accessible. It's a five-minute walk to the central bus station and train station. So it's just an incredible opportunity. Now, some of the uh, people who are Palestinians whose ancestors lived in the village may want to come back as well. So what, uh, what's to stop that? Well, we also have uh, Yemenites who would like to come back mm-hmm. and Kurdistanis. I think that uh, the issue of abandoned lands from over seven years ago is a complicated one. And they might, if there's genuine land ownership uh, claims, there might be a uh, there's opportunity to provide people with compensation. But I don't think this should be a real estate bonanza for anybody. This is a um, this is a, a site which belongs to all of the heritage of the region: Israeli, Palestinian, and quite all the way back to the Romans. I mean, again, it's 70 uh, structures. Some of them, by their own standards, six, seven stories were skyscrapers back in those days. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was destroyed mostly in 1927 during the earthquake. And so we know that there's not that many people involved there, but I think this could be a site that would inspire millions of people to come in and actually could look at the same kind of landscape. And remember, when it is in bloom with the almonds blossoming and all the various and sundry flora of Jerusalem, it is just a breathtaking place. So I think that for the good of all of our heritage, we want to preserve this place in that start parceling it off to uh, various and sundry um, you know, developers or opportunists.
Well, let's move on to a different topic. There was a protest today uh, against the development of the Aura Junction. I mean, uh, the light rail is going to be going down to the Hadassah Hospital. What's wrong with that? The project is is to um, create a subterranean sort of tunnel which allow the the, uh, the the train to go through there, but it doesn't. It still cut, cuts off traffic. So when the trains start coming with greater frequency, it's going to be impossible for anybody who lives there to drive their car through there because every two or three minutes the junction will be closed. Mm. The the proposal was rejected by a subcommittee of the National Planning Council because it was lacking in an environmental survey. What would be the impacts? And I think at the very least, the National Council needs to stop and see what the impacts are because there's so much um, going on there on the western side of Jerusalem and it's so important that we preserve that green belt around the city starting to the west of Hadassah and going all the way over to the Sataf Reserve. So that, I think, is the main concern of the protesters. This this kind of a project would open the road for a literally a, um, a beltway around the city of Jerusalem, as has been proposed in the past. So that was the discussion. Should there be an environmental survey? I certainly think there should be. Now, Alon, you've always been involved in the, in the green uh, issues, and you're now in blue and white. Uh, how, how do you think the merge is going with New Hope? Well, I think it's going pretty well. I've discovered that uh, on environmental issues, we uh, certainly get along. I'm particularly happy to be in partnership with Sharon Eskel, who was chairman of the Education Committee, and for esoteric historical reasons, the Education Committee is in charge of animal welfare and rights. And she's always been very, very um, passionate on these issues, and she actually has a degree as a as a veterinary nurse. So we've worked together on animal rights issues. And I just finished this morning writing out the, but I hope will be our shared environmental platform. I think it's ambitious. I think it's visionary. And we're trying to uh, really take advantage of what I hope will be the party that forms the government and its commitment to the, the land of Israel in this political season and really try to show the voters just how much better we can make our environment in this country. Well, you know, environment and green issues are kind of a nonpartisan issue. Everybody, you know, and all right and left, uh, religious, secular, all are backing this. Why not reform the Green Party again? Well, I, as you know, have a, a storied history in Green parties, and I, <laughs> I do believe that Israel will have a Green Party. The trouble is when you have a threshold of 3.25%, in other words, if you get less than 3.25% of the party, none of the votes count. This has been extremely, extremely intimidating to people who might support a Green Party. Mm-hmm. So I believe Israel will have a Green Party, much like most European countries do. After the uh, security situation is resolved and the big debate over the future of the West Bank, that still constitutes something of a watershed for how people vote. And, and we found when we set up the party, we could get 1.5% vote, maybe a little bit more, but none of those votes would count because we could not cross that barrier. So my personal conclusion was, to join a larger party. But I do hope that there will come a day when we will live in peace and the lamb will lie down with the, with the lion and there will be a Green Party fighting for all of our environmental rights. But in the meanwhile, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's not a partisan issue like it is in the United States. The Likud has some of the best uh, historically uh, environmental ministers. I worked very closely during the past Knesset with Gila Gamliel, was one of them. And I do believe that uh, this is an issue we can all share the uh, commitment.